0: And that is sort of the essence of, of what it's all about. So, you know, it's, it's the, the blending of the chairman of a WWE, a publicly traded company, and then the evil Mr. McMahon. It's fascinating to this day. And that, to the truth, you can tell that I get excited. It's, it's the part of our industry that I love. It's like none other. I mean, Undertaker.
1: What's up, Bengal fans? It's your host, Joey Carney, and I want to thank you for clicking on this video. It was an amazing experience, and I can't wait for you to watch the full episode and enjoy it just as much as I did filming it. Now, if you haven't already, please like and subscribe down below to stay up to date with all the Angles activity right here on YouTube. Now enjoy the show. I don't break dead, you can never break me. I won't stay down push until I'm dead. I'm on top down while me kissing babies, call me yell Presidentimpoststool, hate me. I'm gonna trust my gut, you don't bath me. I'm gonna give my foot. don't save me. Damn it step over enough still chasing every single group that I passed since I was eighteen. as you can see, a very special guest. He's the king of the mountain. He's the greatest league guitarist in wrestling history. He's the host of the uh, My World podcast, but most importantly, he is WWE Hall of Famer. Double J, Jeff Jarrett, how are you? And uh,
0: welcome to the Ingle Podcast. How are we doing, man? I appreciate you having me. Uh, a lot of fun spreading the spreading the word about my world. It's uh, been a blast, but uh, it's fun to, uh, you know, I guess you could say get on this side of the fence. I've promoted <laughs> events for years and years and years, and now I'm a fellow podcaster like yourself. But uh, I appreciate you having me on and uh, ready to chat my world and anything else you want to chat about. Absolutely. Uh,
1: so now you're months into podcasting. How have you been enjoying it? Is it like everything you expected
0: it to be? You know, that's a, that's a, I don't call it a trick question. Um, (laughs) it's a loaded question. Well, it is open doors that I didn't. And I said this earlier today on a, uh, on an interview, you know, it's open doors that I didn't even think there were places there were doors on certain relationships and opportunities and, you know, uh, again, I've been in this industry quite a few years and I've promoted, I've obviously been an in-rank performer, um, all aspects of it, but, you know, diving into the world we both know is podcasting. Um, it's a, as Conrad says, infotainment, lots of information, sometimes entertaining. Um, but it's been really a cool journey. Uh, again, I've always promoted events that are coming up. I've really never looked in the rearview mirror. So to get the opportunity to do that and, you know, uh, just the whole AdFree team with Conrad and 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 diving into it and making an episode and event by event. It's been a lot of fun, Joey. Awesome. And awesome. It's
1: awesome to hear. Uh, there are so many things that I would love to talk to you. I can see you for hours and ask you. But let me start, uh, I guess, towards the beginning, a little after your time with WWE, uh, your time with TNA. When you first founded TNA, now known as Impact, uh, what was your initial vision for what you created. And did you ever think like, where did you ever see it going where it is today?
0: Can you believe next June will be 20 years? That's Um, that's kind of mesmerizing 20 year anniversary. Uh, But no, from the very beginning, um, you know, when WCW closed down, uh, and we've gone into it in detail on the My World uh, uh, podcast, I had that summer where I was Paid to sit home, essentially. It was a it was a great summer. We called it the summer of no worries, even that summer, that it's like, okay, I every two weeks I go to the mailbox and there's a check. But I contractually I couldn't go wrestle anywhere. Um you know, it, and so it gave me a lot of time to reflect and think things through. I was at a stage of my life, you know, mid thirties, that, you know, I, I knew from the beginning, uh, my grandmother was a, a mentor, my father obviously was a mentor, knowing that the the in-ring career. <clears throat> can be cut short at any time. It's not a guarantee. Uh, but the promotion side of things or the marketing or the production and all that, you know, you can make a career out of that as well. So I sat back and and just wanted to really look at the landscape of the industry. Again, people, it's hard to imagine, but this is before social media. Uh, candidly, it was before the streaming services, obviously, but YouTube wasn't thought of. It was just a whole different world. And I knew that, In the promotion game, without a number two, there is no such thing as a number one. There, there's no relativity. So WWE was just wrestling. Sure, there were independent organizations around the world. And look, the Japan scene was strong. The Mexico scene was strong. And the UK scene was was beginning the seeds of that. Uh, nothing like it is today. But I, I knew from a worldwide organization, there was no number two. So from the beginning... I didn't necessarily want to become number two, but I was number two by default. Yeah. But I wanted to be the alternative. I, I, I knew from simple marketing, just living through the the world that, you know, without without Pepsi, Coke can't be number one. And, and without, you know, hamburger joints. Now there's <laughs> five guys and 15 others, but, you know, McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King. They all make everything rise because it brings awareness. But at the end of the day, I'm going a long way, long way around to telling Joey is I wanted to be the alternative, and that was the that was the vision. If you look at the very beginning, early marketing materials, you know WWE has always been basically a single performer, heavyweight minded uh, infrastructure. It yeah. was you know, built for the big match, whether it's Hulkamania, whether it's Stone, Cold and rock or whatever it may be, that's Vince's vision of promoting professional wrestling from the very beginning. I want to have yes, the heavyweights, but I wanted to have a tag team division. I wanted to have the X division and early days of TNA, it was heavily focused on yeah. the three divisions until we added the knockouts. And then there was the four, four distinct divisions. And, and so th- being that would be a very simple way to say that's the alternative. Later came the six-sided ring, another alternative move. Uh, that, that was the early vision. Again, I could talk to you a long time. You said <laughs> you I could go into detail about that as well because oh, so it's, it's it's so misunderstood on yeah. what was the vision. Because candidly, in 2010 and TNA, the vision was it. It took a hard left from what it was, so there is confusion in the market. Like, what is TNA? Because now here we are, 2021. People that weren't fans back there, or didn't watch, they have no idea. They just hear a lot of stuff that, oh, there's a lot of confusion there. What is this Conrad likes to say, oh, TNA, LOL. And, and he's accurate in some things, but it wasn't always LOL. And so I think that's a cool component of my world that we can dive into like me and you are right now and discussing what was the original vision of TNA.
1: Yeah, and we've, we've seen iconic superstars being signed to help build companies. Like we see Jericho being signed to AEW to help build the promotion and you sign the likes of Sting, Christian cage, AJ Styles, Kurt Angle. Who do you think uh, was the most significant signing that really changed the per-
0: perception of uh, when you're with TNA? It, it, it's, it, to me, it's a very simple discussion that the early days, even to get Sting for one or two shows was really big for us. Then when we signed him, uh 05ish, uh 06ish was really big. So getting Sting um as a part of the product in the early days, but but when we signed Kurt Angle who um was a megastar in the early 2000s for the WWF or WWE. Uh Sting and Kurt by far and look, the the, the you know Team 3D, Christian Cage, there's a lot of things. I mean, Kevin Nash contributed as much behind the scenes as on camera. There's a lot of guys that I could go down. Scott Steiner, Booker T. I mean, we we could go through the list of 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 guys that built their name elsewhere yeah, uh, yeah. And, and came to us. Uh, but but Kurt and, and Sting are are the top two, of course. And uh, kind of jumping around here, just trying
1: to get as many as we we can. I hear you. <laughs> uh, so we all know your relationship with Owen Hart and your episode on him was honestly one of the most touching and like beautiful tributes that we've seen uh, for him. What was your initial thought to hearing that AEW would be creating a tournament uh, in his name alongside with merchandise and video game involvement, things like that? What did you think about his name being brought back uh, in 2021?
0: Elated. I mean, it's the, the, the most, I've been asked this several times. You know, the, the fact that uh, I I know, you know, I knew Owen personally, but also knew him professionally. Obviously, Martha, um, you know, and A- A- O and Athena, knew him as husband and father, and knew him professionally, but more personally, yeah, obviously. Uh, and, and then, you know, the wrestling world obviously knew Owen Hart, the performer. Um, but championships and trials and tribulations and ups and downs and stories. That all comes and goes, but a legacy lives forever. Yeah. And when I heard the, the, you know, the, the news, it made me, I was so happy. Uh, in a lot of ways, I, I guess you could say super happy and super joyful for, for the spirit of Owen, because, yeah. um, now a whole new generation. Uh, is going to be impacted. Look, Owen impacted, and it's legendary stories. You know, I'm not talking about just the prankster stories, but <laughs> how Owen impacted uh, human beings, whether it's a stranger on the street or someone that he worked with day in day out, Owen impacted lives. But when he passed, that impact essentially went away because he was no longer around. But the foundation, uh, you know, from the beginning has is, is continued to grow and grow and grow. But now in the wrestling world, Owen Hart's legacy is going to impact lives in a very, very positive manner. And I think that's at the very, for me, that's at the the, the very top of it is that Owen's foundation, the spirit of Owen Hart, the legacy of Owen Hart is going to continue to impen- impact lives in a positive manner. And and that that is very, very, I, I can't put that into words, how inspiring that is to me.
1: I'm honestly excited to see what they do with with, uh, with that when they start doing it. Um, But when you came back to WWE to work in creative, did you have anything specific in mind that you wanted to implement?
0: You know, I I came back in and that's, you know, I've I've never really gone into this because really I I came back to join the team. And in my time there, uh, it was creative. It was live events. It was international, a a little bit of production here and there. uh, uh, You know, I worked with multiple departments. Uh, So no, at the end of the day, this is definitely no secret. One person writes for the show it's one person's visions and everything around it is support. And candidly, he's built a billion dollar empire that way. And so, uh, through the years, whether it was, you know, Pat Patterson and, and, and Sandy Scott or George Scott, or through the years or Bruce Pritchard and yeah. Vince Russo, and then, you know, Ed Kosky and, and all the writers, Brian Gerwitz and, and all that, all in a support role, uh, at the end of the day, uh, it's Vince's vision and Vince's vision, um, candidly, has created a billion-dollar industry, uh, which is, you know, coming from my roots and my background, third-generation promoter, it's amazing to see uh, the moves that WWE continues to make.
1: Yeah, and I think right now there's some sort of disconnect with a lot of the fans and the WWE product, and they kind of look at Vince as like he's this evil monster. You know him on a personal level. Uh, What can you tell the fans to kind of change that perception that he really is not
0: this – evil genius but he's trying to just build his business. You know, and, and look, there's nothing I or anyone else can say because look, I've got five kids. And so look, as I'm in, I'm in tune as my 24, 25 or 21 year old. No, <laughs> but you know, we live in a completely different reality. Uh, you know, the Instagram models and I don't want to dive into, we we could, dude, we could really get off the rails here, (laughs) but it's a completely different world, uh, in that, you know, the wrestling fan, uh, is more educated today than they've ever been, uh, you know, less transparency, but on the other hand, unless you have literally been in the seat uh, look look like I just used the football analogy the other day, unless you are actually on the team and the coach and know the, all the different situations, the moves and the play calling of this, you, you you're really guessing at the end of the day and wrestling fans, in a lot of ways, it's what they read, what they see. You know, I think there's a lot of misinformation and and, and mistruths about the early years of TNA that we slightly touched on. So there's nothing I can say to maybe change that. I I always go back to this at the end of the day, business is business. And I know that sounds simple, but (laughs) we, we are in the wrestling industry. We're in the, we're in the wrestling business. And so there's only two colors of ink, red and black. And, and Vince has been in the black, obviously, <laughs> a long time. So his decisions collectively are very successful. Nobody bats a thousand. Uh, there's so much that goes into timing, whether it's Hulkamania, whether it's the Attitude Era, whether it's the Peacock or the, the, the Fox deal. There's so many different things that go into business. But at the end of the day, it's the collective decision-making. And I think Vince's track record, is, is point taken. And and also here's sort of the magic of our industry is that everybody knows, you know, whether it's Steve jobs or Tim cook or, or Warren Buffett or Bill Gates or all these dynamic Jeff Bezos, all these dynamic CEOs of, of the world, they don't ever come out on their own product and play this heel role like the evil Vince McMahon, the chairman did. You don't see Bezos on camera or or Steve Jobs or Tim Cook, but you know Vince played a character that was opposite of Stone Cold Steve Austin that resonates. And to this day, I've said it on my world multiple times. I believe it's one of the greatest heel personas ever in our entire industry. And that's how good of Performer Vince is, his track record speaks for itself, he always gets ratings, he always gets buy rates, yep. his character, but it's so real, and that is sort of the essence of, of what it's all about. So, you know, it's it's the, the blending of the chairman of a WWE, a publicly traded company, and then the evil Mr. McMahon. It's fascinating to this day. And that, to tell the truth, you can tell that I get excited. It's it's the part of our industry that I love. It's like none other. I mean, Undertaker appeared on the sideline uh, of the Dallas Cowboy Games, and he said it multiple times. I'm retired. I'm doing this. Everybody wants to know, oh, wait, is he coming back? Is he? It's the fun part of our industry. It really
1: is. And i like to end my, my uh, interviews on a positive note, and uh, that is when you fully step away from professional wrestling with the, with the podcast and everything... How do you want to
0: be remembered? Well, first off, I have a firm belief that fully step away is very relative. (laughs) (laughs) It's in my blood. I'm from from Nashville, and so there's a lot of folks in the music industry. Look, you have your, you know, number one records and number one hits, or you're the number one producer or the number one concert promoter. You know, you always have your ups and downs and rides and all that, but somehow, some way, they're always still a part of this business. I love this business. It's my work, my life's passion, but how do I want to be remembered? Um, Man, that is a good question. You know, at the end of the day, uh, this business has given me a lot. I want to give back to it quite a bit, uh, but also think that um, at the very core, I'm a promoter, I'm a producer, executive producer, a promoter, an in-ring talent. But first and foremost, that's been through all that. I'm a wrestling fan. I am a wrestling fan, and so as a wrestling fan, I always would sit up in my chair and say, "Oh, that's new. Oh, oh, I I want to. That's new. That's different." And so that's what I like to try to bring to the to to the industry is innovations and try something new. You're not going to buy a thousand, but look, you're, you're never going to know, uh, you know, there's a fine line between, uh, genius insanity. And, and so I think sometimes I've paid more insanity than genius. but no, I love in- innovating. Uh, so, uh, that's what I try to continue to do this day. And I've got a lot of things coming up in 2022 that hopefully, um, uh, will come to light. They're going to be innovative as well. So good question though.
1: I'm excited for it. And uh, there's that infamous video of you getting choked up talking about Vince and the Hall of Fame. And you said uh, at the end of the day, he didn't have to do this. And to respond to that, uh, it was incredibly necessary to put you into the Hall of Fame. Because without Jeff Jarrett, we wouldn't have wrestling as we know it today. We wouldn't have the options like Impact and AEW. We wouldn't even have the the countless memories that you've given us. And for that, I want to thank you for everything you've done in wrestling. And it's been an honor and a privilege to uh, sit here and chat with you. Man, I appreciate
0: you saying that, Joey. You're, you're going to get me emotional. But no, dude, I appreciate it. At the end of the day, uh, opportunity is is one of the greatest. It's one of my most favorite words. It's opportunity. Um, and and the only way you seize an opportunity is to take action. So, uh, hey, man, I will not be a stranger. I'd love to come back. I appreciate your patience on getting this scheduled. Uh, but, yeah, you took the opportunity, and you uh, got uh, old Double J from my world on. And, and let's do it again sometime. Thank you. Absolutely. And, uh, where can all the fans listening and watching, uh, go find you and find my world real simple. The new episodes drop every Tuesday at 6.00 AM. Um, but, uh, I make it simple Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, it's at real Jeff Jarrett. Uh, it's real simple. My website is realjeffjarrett.com, And then all my social media handles for the pod or at my world pod at my world pod. So I appreciate you. Let me uh, do a little McFoley cheap plug, but, uh, <laughs> That's the world we live in, right? <laughs> right.
1: Thank you for coming on, and I would love to do this sometime in the future, and we'll go deep dive into uh, some other things wrestling. I appreciate you.
0: Have a great day. Thanks, you too.
1: And before you go, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe down below to stay up to date with the next big interview right here on The Angle Podcast.